Hello and welcome to the Future Tribe podcast. Each week we'll be talking about getting things done. We'll talk to people who've built up their businesses, pulled off amazing projects and cover everything from psychology and strategy to the tips and tricks that will help make your dream a reality. We're the podcast that's all about empowering the optimists and the go-getters. I'm your host, Jermaine Muller. You're listening to the Future Tribe podcast and this episode is just getting started. Hello, everyone, to another week of the Future Tribe podcast. Um, This week, this episode, we're joined with someone all the way from the UK. It's actually our first uh, international guest um, joining us from uh, Greater London area uh, is Jess. Um, Hey, Jess, how are you going today? Hello. Thank you for having me. No worries at all. What time is it over there? Uh, We've just gone past 6 a.m., um, so I've been up for about an hour getting, getting things done. De- definitely the lesser glamorous side of my life. I've been folding laundry. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, so it's, it, it'd be the weekend, I assume. It's a Sunday over there? No, Monday? We're, we're, Monday, we're Monday morning now. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, Monday morning, early Monday morning. Um, um, I do occasionally do bits on Sunday, but I try, particularly if my partner's here because he travels for work quite a lot, Will, Sunday we keep as a family day. He was actually away this weekend. Mm-hmm. But I find that really funny because it used to be when he went away, I'd get so much done. I'd rearrange furniture because I could pull everything out without him going, oh, what's this mess? <laughs> and, and it's all back and tidy and deep cleaned by the time he gets back. And I'd refurbish furniture and prep yeah. the garden. And now we've got a two and a half year old. And I get, and he gets back and I've just survived. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gone from a bit of a dictatorship to a bit of a democracy where, where you've got to balance it all out a bit as well. Yeah. It's, I used to love saving and now I save those jobs for when he's here and he can have <laughs> her and play with her and I can crack on and do things. But I'm, so it's yeah. been, been a weekend of survival and not as productive as I would usually prefer it to be. <laughs> I mean, so you've mentioned, um, you know, doing things, um, that, that's nicely segues into, into what you do. Why don't you tell us, tell us what you do? I do, I do all the, th- all the things. Um, so I always say I'm first and foremost a mum. Um, my little girl is yeah two and a half now. We're just starting, we're doing a two year preschool. Uh, so she's just sort of starting going into that. But we have little pockets of childcare, but I am her main childcare. So I'm, I'm first and foremost mum. I always wanted to be a mum. I wasn't meant to be able to conceive. So she's my miracle, my life, my everything, my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of being an amazing mum is having things for yourself. Um, I have two businesses uh, that I, I run predominantly from home. I make sure that I'm in control of my time. I can't work for other people. Uh, last time I did, I cried every day. <laughs> and then I have my, my big current personal endeavor, which is what we're going to focus on today, which is I have entered the Galaxy UK finals. I'm a Ms. contestant, and so I'm an MS Galaxy contestant, as, which is uh, basically your age category. So you're Miss, Mrs., there's Miss Teen, there's Junior Miss, there's, there's mm. Little Miss, but we don't have that in the UK. Um, and I'll be competing. So at the moment, I represent my county, which is Middlesex. I'm Ms. Middlesex Galaxy. And I will be competing for the UK title in March 2020 uh, to achieve my life goal of representing the UK at the Galaxy International Finals. So if I don't win this time, I'll just keep going back until they go, oh, this is her 47th attempt. Can we just give her the <laughs> yeah. crown now so she can go and wow, get so- out? 
that's a lot of sort of focus and determination amongst everything else that you're doing. Is yeah. It's, I had to put, I did pageants before my daughter arrived and the first one I did, I had no idea what I was going into and pageantry in the UK is really, really growing. Galaxy's system is massively growing. Most people have heard of things like Miss Universe or Miss World or Miss Earth. Um, we also have another big one in the UK called Miss Great Britain, which was the oldest UK based one. And mm-hmm. um, that people have, tend to have heard somewhere in the world, they've heard of the bigger ones, depending on their country. It depends on which one's most popular there. And um, I, I sort of had heard of pageantry. I'd watched maybe toddlers and tiaras on some sort of dodgy American channel that we'd get over here and things like that. And But, but we'd be getting the episodes like 20 years after they'd aired. And yeah, yeah. Um, and I had done, I just completed a charity cycle ride. And that had been my sort of motivation behind getting fit and healthy. I used to be very unhealthy. Um, I came from a very dark place physically, mentally and everything in 2013. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd been on this fitness journey and done this cycle challenge. I came back and I was like, I know myself. If I don't have something else lined up that's either aesthetic fitness or an an internal fitness, a sporting achievement, um, I will fall off the bandwagon big time. Um, and I did a little Googling and I found um, beauty pageants. I thought that's great. I was too old for most of them. I was 27. And a lot of the systems, uh, they call it aging out. I aged out at 25. I was like a couple of right. years past being able to do them. And I just oh, sort yes. of fell upon Galaxy. And I was like, Galaxy will take me now. And I, at the time, could have been a miss until I was 30. They didn't have my current category at the time right. in the I could do miss until 30 and then I'd have to be married to do it. And I was like, that's all right. I just kind of want to do something. And I rocked up with everything, everything wrong. I had the wrong attitude. I, the wrong approach to my training or I basically hadn't done any. Um, I hadn't done any of the work in advance, the appearances, the charity work. I hadn't practiced my walks. I didn't know that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I had borrowed a evening gown. So the one stipulation for evening gown is that it's floor length. I had borrowed it from someone that's a foot shorter than me. <laughs> now it had a train. That. Yeah, no, it had a train at the back. So the back was on the floor, but the front, no. And the wrong shoes, like the shoes did not go with the outfit or were appropriate for stage or anything. And, and I think most importantly, I wasn't being myself because I thought I needed to be a pageant contestant. And then I also didn't know what one of those was. I was trying to be someone else. And the person I was trying to be was also wrong anyway. So, 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 I mean, you were trying to conform essentially to what you thought they wanted from you. And it was completely wrong. And galaxy is so much about being yourself as well. So I was completely wrong on so many levels. Um, But I really enjoyed it. I absolutely loved it. I was the last night of four nights of finals because of the different age groups. Right. And I watched the first night and I cried. <laughs> and I was like, I'd watched these young ladies work really hard in the Facebook group and sharing all the things they were doing. I don't know why seeing all those things didn't make me get off my butt and do some things myself, but it didn't. Um, but I've been seeing all the hard work they put in. I'd seen that and them share their personal stories. A lot of the younger girls will go into it because of bullying and things at school and they go into it to gain self-confidence. Mm-hmm. It's it's really funny how people frown on pageantry for down, degrading women and all these yeah, things. Yeah, so many. Things. Yeah, so many of the women I know, uh, young and old, that go into pageantry, 
go in to gain self-confidence and come out with gained self-confidence mm-hmm. uh, so it's i find that really ironic and slightly frustrating um but i'd watched yeah all these amazing girls and their amazing stories and crowning and the lady next to me she's like oh as the person you're here to support one because i was sobbing at the table oh, and i was like no i don't know any of them <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so 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 you were 27 when this sort of happened is that is that correct so that was 2015 i did my first one um and then i signed pretty much straight back up to compete in 2016 i was like i'm gonna give this my all i'm gonna do everything Mm -hmm. i hired a coach i invested basically all my spare time and all my spare money Mm -hmm. in in doing this pageant and placed top 10 out of 70 girls um and absolutely loved it again came off the stage feeling like a winner during the time um between signing up and competing my mum had passed away and it had given me this most this amazing positive focus and mm-hmm. um, lo- lots of bits of my life were going into a bit of a downward spiral and I was heading back to that dark place of 2013 and it, it really helped to keep me out and having this communication with all these amazing ladies some of which I'd met the previous year some of which were new to this year or maybe I hadn't come face to face with at the previous one. And everyone was just so uplifting and supporting. I just had the most fantastic time. But I came away and I was like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I really enjoyed it. I could see myself continuing to support pageants, but it, I wasn't going to compete again. And I was actually the biggest charity fundraiser of, the, of 2016 for the UK and got invited to go to the charity we were supporting with the director of the pageant and one of the international title holders who was Mm -hmm. UK-based. So they're called uh, Holly's the director and Bella was the international title holder. So uh, Bella, Holly, myself went to the charity big event um, and it was so amazing because the the pageant, the company that runs the pageant were being honoured. They've now raised over a quarter of a million pounds so when they say pageant girls do nothing for society and have nothing in our brains, and I'm like, yeah, well, this one system has raised a quarter of a million pounds for this one charity. And then yeah, that's amazing. Um, contestants often have, they'll raise money for the pageant's chosen charity and then they'll raise money for their own charities as well. So I think if you factored all that in, it's crazy amounts of money. And there are so many systems now. It's a lot of charity money is raised through pageantry. And then um, it both Bella and Holly were like, you're an idiot, come back. You clearly love it. You clearly enjoy it. Even if you don't compete to win the crown, come back. And I was like, okay, okay. So I signed back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I had already completed 17 appearances. Appearances is going to other charity events, community events. Um, I now try and speak at schools a lot and things like that. That would count as an appearance. Mm-hmm. And so I'd already done 17 of these. I think total the year before I'd done 15, the whole, whole competition I did 15 and I'd already done 17 and I had my big charity event planned coming up on the Saturday and on the Thursday, I'd been feeling like I was dying for about four or five days. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's the only way I could describe it. I thought I was dying. And on the Thursday, I found out I was pregnant. Oh, wow. And with my, my partner and I had been together a good few years and, but we weren't at that point yet. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, we're both pursuing careers and pageantry. Um, and well, he wasn't doing the pageant. Um, <laughs> but you but it's, always a, it's always a team effort. Um, and 
yeah, she, I had two medical reasons that I'd been given at 16, well, 16, 17 and 19 that I couldn't have kids. Um, and I, I just literally felt like I was dying. He had this mass, massive problem with his tooth as well. And then the two of us that were shell-shocked and very poorly had to run this charity event two days later. Which is, cause we, so, it, wasn't so, a, is this an, it wasn't a ticketed, it was a show-up thing. So we can cancel it or anything. Right. So did you, did you organise this yourself? Yeah, it was one I'd organised myself. We'd run a similar one the year before and it had gone really well, where basically we, we'd invited our whole street to our house and garden. And... Mm. Um, we live on like terraced houses and um, a whole street to our house and garden for a charity barbecue. Uh, so we'd got donations for all the meat and um, we'd sorted out the drinks and stuff like that. And it was just a fixed price. Everyone puts 20 pounds in the jar when they come in and then they eat and drink as much as they want. And we did a little raffle and things like that, but it had been really good the year before. Um, but the year before, like the Friday night I'd gone around and reminded everyone. And of course I was just like, can't move because I'm going to be ill if I move yeah. sort of thing. So it was it was it was hideous at the time but kind of funny um and definitely definitely a memorable part of my pageant journey um but it's it, yeah it, I'd done all that and I'd done all the prep work and there's always more prep to do there's always more more things to learn in pageantry and as a human we we are evolving so you're constantly learning more about yourself and I was like do I want this part, part of my life post becoming a mum? Is mm. this something that fits in? And I very much realised that actually, besides I've got a bucket list of a few little bits and pieces that I want to do, representing the UK at the Galaxy Finals is my big personal life goal. And I literally, I write my goals out every morning as if I've achieved them and they go, be a, an amazing wife and mother, have a strong relationship with God, and represent the UK at the Galaxy Finals. And then there's a few others underneath, but those are my top mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. in that order. Um, I hope God will forgive me for putting in second, but I think he, <laughs> I think he understands. I'm sure he will. Um, but it was, yeah, I, ne- I, I need this to feel whole as a human, to have worked and achieved that. Not to get up on stage and get someone else's adoration, but I want to represent the UK. Um, and pageantry is my chosen sport or platform, as you were. So, so how do you find, I mean, there's, there's two questions that come to mind here is first of all, that, that drive. So what's, I mean, it probably helps to, um, to, you know, go through what you mentioned, um, every day, I would say, but what, what else drives you to, um, sort of push on on the, in this endeavor? Um, I think the overriding thing is my daughter. Um, there's like a meme thing online that I've seen that says, um, I was going to stop and then I saw who was watching mm-hmm. and that could be the mean girls that bullied you at school. Um, it could be your boss and you want a promotion. But for me, that's my daughter. Um, and she is always watching. She remembers everything. And some of the things she's, she's, she's quite a good speaker for two and a half. And some of the things she comes out with, and she's heard that from somewhere, usually from me, because I'm the person she spends the most time with. Mm-hmm. And luckily, most of the things she comes out with is positive and confident. And occasionally she'll say something and I'm like, I need to check myself because I don't, in my heart of hearts, I don't believe that thing that I've obviously said a few times for her to remember it. Yeah. Um, so it's the same with, with all the, she comes to a lot of appearances with me now. Um, I've made her her own little sash that she wears. She is doing her own little pageant in... October because she kept going 
mummy, when can I be a galaxy girl? Mm-hmm. I want to be a galaxy girl. And so you're a future galaxy girl, which is what her sash says. And then mummy is a galaxy girl. Um, sort of a, a fun term that we refer to all the contestants of galaxy with galaxy girls. And mm-hmm. um, so she's doing some little charity one that she just sort of toddles out. I think the stage is like floor level and she just toddles yeah. out and does a little dance and toddles off again. Um, and she'll think it's great. Um, but it's her seeing that I am consistently going after the thing I want and um, that I am consistently going to the gym, that I rarely skip a gym session or a walk training session or any of my like interview prep and things like that. Well, I mean, that, that's, I'm sure that's a lot of motivation, but, um, I guess for the listeners, how, how do you sort of get yourself, you know, to the gym? I mean, I, I try my best to, to hit the gym or take part in any sort of physical activity, but I always struggle. Do you have any, do you have any sort of tips that we can, we can take to, um, I mean, I, I would, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you, you have to take out the decision-making process. So mm-hmm. at, your, at your pinnacle moment of most motivated, usually towards the beginning and deciding you're going to go after the thing, mm-hmm. that's when you want to sit down and create the, the inspiration. I love inspiration boards. I have mine to the right of where I'm sitting now, which has got visual images of everything I want. And it's got the, a picture of the international crown logo. Mm-hmm. Um, on there amongst the few other things that contribute to that so it's got pictures of healthy food um, and workout pictures it's got pictures of mums and daughters together um, and things just to inspire my overall vision for my life but if I was in like a down place it's really hard to create that and so I'd create things like that I create my fixed schedule and um, in November I go through and plan my upcoming year so mm-hmm. I will look at things like what are the habits I want to include. Um, and part of the reason I do that in November is I go to a conference at the beginning of November um, that I find very motivating. It's um, always got loads of amazing speakers called the Youpreneurs Conference and it's in London. But people do travel from all over for it. And sorry, I think it's sold out now, but get on it for next year. If you, <laughs> anyone, anyone that runs a personal brand type thing, yeah. um, it's worth coming over for. Um, or finding your own equivalent. So I go to that. I come away buzzing with loads of ideas and loads of motivation, loads of inspiration. So whatever event creates that kind of feeling for you, that's when you want to sit down and go through uh, what are the habits that I want to bring into my life? What are the habits I want to get rid of of my life? What are my big life goals? What are my smaller life goals? That's when you want, you want to literally lock yourself away. Even if you have to take a couple of days off work because you know, you've been to this amazing thing, lock yourself away map everything out. I cut my walls were covered in like a one pieces of paper covered in Sharpie things with brain dumps and things. And I stretched everything out and, and things go into, I love Google calendar. I've got a slight love, love affair with Google calendar. And, and I have the app on my phone and I've got it on my desktop and everything is color coded and planned out. And it takes up the decision-making process. I look at yeah. my calendar, I'm like, these are my blocks to fit in my, my to-do list items. Um, but everything else is already on there. So even things like when I'm going to do my food shopping is permanently, it's got a fixed slot in my calendar. I don't, I don't have to waste time making a decision of when to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with the gym. There's a little bit of flux with when I train at the moment, which is a bit frustrating, but hopefully from Wednesday this week, I should have a permanent time slot Monday to Friday and a different time on Saturday, like a consistent time, which would be amazing. But over the summer holidays, it's been a bit flexy. 
Um, but those, those workouts are, are still on my calendar. Yeah. So at, on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday through Saturday, there is a little yellow block because exercise is yellow in my calendar. There's a little yellow block that says what workout I'm doing. So workout, um, I write my own workouts because I'm a personal trainer. So it'll be like workout mm-hmm. 11 on this day, workout eight on this day. And then I've got a personal training session after that workout. Um, so I'm just moving the block at worst case and moving the block within that day. But it's, it's in there. And that's why I love digital calendars. I love pen and paper for brainstorming and and mapping those kind of things out. I even write my workouts are in like scribble in like this tiny little threadbare notebook in my gym bag. But when it comes to actually blocking your time, I'm very pro-digital, very passionately pro-digital because then you can move. It's so much easier to move the things around. You can set them to repeat so much quicker. Yeah. Um, Sort of taking taking the friction out of, of planning because um, I mean, I I love that you mentioned that because for me um, a big thing I've noticed is you can, you can sort of intentionally um, you you know what you need to do. You know what you're supposed to be doing. Um, You know, running a business, for example, you know that uh, you need to do payroll if you don't have a bookkeeper and you need, you know that you need to do certain business building activities, but when you don't plan it out, like you mentioned, it yeah. sort of becomes easier to not, not I guess, be accountable for that, um, and it makes it easy to avoid it or skip it altogether because it's it's not there. You're not, yeah, it's digital, but you're not, you know, digitally. Even even if you're sort of avoiding something digitally, you've got to sort of intentionally do that. It's a it's a very, you know, it's not as it's not as sort of the same as feeling it in person, but it is, it is still this very much active thing that you're, you're ignoring a reminder. Yeah. I think you, the more you know yourself, the easier it becomes as well, because you can put the systems in place that work better for you. Um, the, I have my to-do list as a notepad and, um, everyone, I get this a lot, particularly from mums. They're like, my to-do list is just so long. And I sit down with them with their to-do list and half of the items shouldn't be on it in the first place. Yeah. So tasks, things that are repeatable, that are re- like your food shopping needs to happen at least once a week on mm. the whole, unless you're only buying microwave meals and then you can probably do it once a year, but that's, <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. It's a different um, story. But because it's a repeat item, it shouldn't be on your to-do list. It should, it's a task and it should be planned permanently in your calendar. Workouts for me are not a to-do list item. They should, they're a task, they're permanently planned in my calendar. So suddenly my to-do list is so much shorter, where, mm. but I'm actually achieving loads. Um, mm. And that's because I split those two in half. Um, and then there's, there's two approaches to to-do lists that I really like. One is doing the page where you split your page into four um, and you label the columns um, important and unimportant urgent and non-urgent so um important and unimportant would be across the top over the two columns and then down the sides um you get urgent and Mm non-urgent so you end up with four boxes your urgent and important your urgent and unimportant and things like this and it's trying to make sure that you are got very little to nothing in unimportant and non-urgent and they, that box is useful because it can be a good reminder one. So January last year, in that box, I had make a Christmas card holder. Yeah. It was not important because we had 12 months till Christmas and it yeah. wasn't um, urgent because we had 12 months till Christmas. Um, but I didn't want to forget 
that at Christmas it had been really annoying having the cards all on the table all the time. And every time we had a family meal, we had to take them off the dining table. So it was, it was a thing I wanted to do, but it didn't, I didn't want to forget it. That box is a don't forget. And at some point it became urgent or important or both and it moves and then you do the item. Um, but we often live in the urgent and important box where we want to live in the non-urgent and important. Mm. Getting into non-urgent and important means that we are ahead of the game. We're thinking ahead. We're planning ahead. We're on top of things. If you're always living in the urgent boxes, there's, there's something, there's something, something's got to give. You yeah. need to, you need to find a way of catching up, which can be tricky. Often I say outsource, look at what, what can you outsource from what there is really you helpful. You do it yourself. Yeah, I am not afraid of outsourcing. Sometimes things get outsourced to the bin because I realise I don't yeah. need to do them at all. Um, like, do these things really matter to me? And I'm like, mm, no, not really. Um, there have been things that I've, I were more important to me pre-baby. Um, being my partner works more than me. Mm. Um, it's probably, the, it's, it's definitely now is the main breadwinner. Um, and, but it, so it was really important to me pre-baby that I did the housework. Yeah. And not a male female thing, but literally a hours worked situation. Mm. I had more flexibility in my diary. Um, and I was like, I'm at home enough. I want this to be my thing. And he's like, well, we could, we can afford to get a cleaner. Should we just, I, I want to do this thing. Um, and then particularly during the first 16 weeks of pregnancy, I had hideous morning sickness. I couldn't stand the smell of cleaning products. Um, and he's like, well, let's get someone in while you're pregnant because it's, yeah. That's just not, I, I want, I want a clean house and you can't do it right now. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I caved. And then when the little one arrived, I was like, mm, suddenly me being the one that does the cleaning is not a priority anymore. My priority is to be with my daughter and, yeah. um, and sort of let it go. And, um, and there are things for me, I'm quite house proud. So being the one that did the cleaning was very important to me as weird as that sounds. Most people would be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Don't want to do that anyway. Um, but there are, it could be other things that we're clinging on to, something else that we think is important to us that we maybe could outsource, even just for a short time, so we can get to grips with all the things that are on our to-do list. We can set up our diaries. And it's a massive investment in ourselves working out a time management strategy for our lives because we are constantly adding, gaining no more time, but adding things in. Things to do, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's... I don't think we invest enough time in our time management. Um, some things take a bigger investment. I'm a big fan of decluttering and how much that saves time and stress and aggro and finances. Um, but we are very, very nervous to invest our time in decluttering. Um, which for me, post the experience of decluttering, thinks it's crazy because I see how beneficial it is to my life. Uh, she says, looking at a slightly messy desk. Most people, <laughs> I mean, pretty spotless. But, you know, decluttering, obviously, it takes so many different shapes and forms. And, you know, one of it is the physical decluttering, but the other side is, is your calendar. And, um, yeah. again, it's, it's something that I, I hear a lot of people say, just, you know, very time poor, very short on time. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's many, many uh, different ways to say effectively the same thing. But I find... And, and as you sort of mentioned, when you have a life that's very busy and there's a lot of things to do as, as we all, all are these days, it sometimes sort of helps to sit down and invest an hour into planning even your next five hours. Um, yeah. Because then you're left in a position where you have a plan of attack 
And it's ultimately, it's all about execution, isn't it? It's, it's sort of minimizing this time between doing different things and between getting things done while also holding yourself accountable to make sure that you do tick and keep ticking things off. Um, yeah. And that, yeah. I'm that, very much, I'm, a, I'm an evaluate, plan, execute. So I do a weekly review. I go back over what has and hasn't worked in the previous week. What things are my priorities for the upcoming week? How am I feeling? Because that's quite important. And um, I mean, with women, we have variations within our month where we will be more productive. Mm. Um, and it's worth, I feel there's a certain point in the month, I always feel very overwhelmed. So I try and work out based on my calendar, work out when that is going to be and don't put any big business decision-making things to happen in that week because they won't, I won't make good decisions. I won't make good yeah. decisions. Um, but um, sort of dog work things, things that are very repetitive and easy and don't require as much brain power are good to go in that week. And I'll just sit and plow through the things that I don't really need to engage my brain for much. And I'll save the other stuff, my other productive. So women in particular, tracking your cycle and setting your most productive productive moments to the best bits of your cycle is is crazy and it's actually being talked about a lot more at the moment but same with with gentlemen that obviously don't have the hormonal cycles the same way women do is knowing whether you're more productive in the morning or the evening or do you get like a two o'clock on a Sunday because you know it's the end of the week do you get yeah. a spurt of energy to achieve things mm. and, and mapping out your time in that way and that comes from that constant evaluation getting rid of things that don't matter to you comes from that constant evaluation and it's then using what you've learned in the evaluation process to plan everything out and be that that planner and get everything in place and um, but then it's up to you to, to hold on to that motivation to, to execute it well um, and if you don't execute it well, when you come back to evaluating, why didn't I execute it well? Do I need an accountability buddy? Mm. Uh, do I need a better check sheet? Um, on Google Calendar, you can set up like a task list at the yeah. top of each day. So you could have everything blocked out in your day and have those same items in a list at the top so you can physically tick them off on your sheet if that's what works for you. Um, I use an app called Trello as well, which has got yeah, tick sheets. I was going to say, things like, yeah, I love Trello. Trello, Asana, there's a, there's a whole bunch of tools that you can use use for that as well. And you know, quickly going back to the point of um, men not so much having the hormone cycle, I think studies are coming out that men do sort of have their own cycle um, that that sort of influences within a month. You know how how they're feeling and how they react to different things and um, yeah whether they're driven, you know, what time of day or what time of month. Um, and, I, and who you live with. So maybe you're, mm. you're male, so don't have as strong ones as, as women do, but mm. you live in a house full of women who do. You <laughs> yeah. have seven daughters and a wife who mm. all have synced cycles and you're like, right, they're all going to be very stressed at this point, which means I'm going to be very stressed at this point. So I'm not going to put any big things at this point. Yes. Um, and, it's I think whatever your family your home unit is is your team as well so it's definitely factoring in those whether you live with friends or kids or partners or whatever Everybody. that be yeah it's factoring that in maybe you live with a partner that has um on the 12th of every month a very stressful business meeting yes you should you should be factoring that in too in the same way that they should factor in your stressful moments um it makes it 
you're most likely to achieve what you've got to achieve if you really look at the bigger picture of, of when you're trying to do these things. Yeah, so a real big trick for you is, and it's something that everyone can learn, is just just investing that time into yourself, into planning and understanding. And, and you know, you touched on being self-aware. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people forget. They, they don't... Um, not, not, not even so much the accountability, but just being self-aware of, you know, I didn't get these things done for this reason. Um, being yeah. able to evaluate yourself, being able to sort of look, look introspectively or look from the outside in at yourself, almost like this separate individual to, to then assess why you did what you did or didn't do what you did. Yeah. And, and with a, a non, you've got to go in without judgment. Mm. because otherwise you, you will find much better answers if you go in without judgment. You're not going in going, oh, I'm so mad at myself because I didn't do this and this. I'm such a failure. I'm so useless. Go in and be like, right, from a, a, a place of no judgment, why factually didn't this thing happen? Yes. Um, why factually am I not getting to this place? Um, what is struggling here? And some of the personality tests can be really helpful with things like this as well. I love the... Gretchen Rubin, um, the four tendencies quiz. And I think literally if you put in like gretchenrubin.com slash quiz, it's something really simple like that. Um, and she puts you into one of, of four tendencies, given the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a questioner, which means if I want to achieve a new habit um, or continue an old habit, I need lots of information. So at school, I was a nightmare because I can't, if someone tells me to do something, I can't just go enough and do it. I need lots of information as to why I'm doing it, the scientific research behind why I'm doing it. And then I'm like, I'm all over this, nailed it. Um, some people will need an accountability buddy as you're an upholder, a rebel, obliger, or a questioner. Um, okay. We'll link and, to that, um, by the way, in the, in the description. Yeah. It's an absolute game changer because then you can adapt how you're trying to achieve these things. There's no point in me. I like an accountability buddy, but it won't be the be all and end all of me achieving anything. For me, that's more um, attaching to my community nature and my relationship building nature. Mm. Um, but if I, I, without all the information, I'm not going to do it. Whereas someone else um, could really need that accountability buddy, but not need the information. I could say you need to work out, for four hours every day and they'll be like okay well as long as you're going to show up and tick off that i've done that then i'll do it um but they don't need to know why you do yeah. not need to work out for four hours a day i'd like to point out <laughs> that's an extreme example yeah um, but it's an example but, of sort of yeah you know tweaking what you need to do yeah so it's yeah i think really the four tendencies quiz is really good because we are built on our habits Thanks for listening to another episode of the Future Drive podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. It goes a long way to helping us. If you have any thoughts, questions, or comments, email us at hello at f-u-t-u-r-e-t-r-i dot b-e. If you haven't already, become a part of the tribe on Facebook. Go to f-u-t-u-r-e-t-r-i dot b-e slash f-b and invite your friends. We're just getting started and we would love to see you there. That's it from us. I hope this episode has empowered you to keep working on bettering your future. It's a pleasure to have you as part of the tribe. See you next time.